no one among the living is able to enter this farmhouse. If you ever are able to, you will never be able to leave this house. Hey guys, my name is Zell. My name is Kmark. And I'm Alex. And we are the Not So Normal Society. The Not So Normal Society. All right. Nice one, Zell. <laughs> and today's topic is Bachelor's Grove Cemetery. So uh, I guess I'll give you guys a little background on this. Um, so Bachelor's Grove Cemetery is located in Midlothian, Illinois. It's a southwest suburb of Chicago. That does not seem like it's super. Is it close to Chicago? Chicago, I've never. Yeah, it's heard. Uh, it's the town over from Oak Forest. Okay, so pr- pretty close. You know, it's you know, I mean, I wouldn't call it Chicago, considering that you know I'm a a native Chicagoan. Um, um is it like thirty minutes away? Would you say from the city, like from the actual city limits? Yes. Uh, I think it's yeah. I would say about you know thirty to forty minutes, like southwest. And is this open to the public? Can you like yes, try? any anybody can go there. Okay. Um, so basically. When you show up, it's uh, you, you kind of park up on this like little deserted area of a road and you walk down this spooky little trail and it's totally overgrown. There's a lot of dead trees that have fallen over on the path, but you kind of walk. It's like, I think it's about half a mile down this trail and then you get to the actual graveyard and that's where people have had all kinds of crazy experiences. And uh, since 1970, there's been over well over 100 documented sightings of actual spectral figures. It's also produced one of the most famous pictures of uh for, for ghost hunters this. yeah what that's an actual yeah not so, person yeah that's the Madonna. not so normal she is thing. known as the madonna of bachelor's grove it what? looks it literally just looks like a lady sitting next to like a tombstone and Whoa. uh and this is um and th- this this photo is from 1991 it was an infrared image taken by judy huff she was a f- photographer for the chicago sun times at the time and uh when she ran this um uh, Obviously, nobody believes in anything when you post something like this. Yeah. Everyone's like, that's super fake, blah, blah, blah. So a lot of actually reputable film and uh, camera companies, I, you know, they took the photo and they, they ran through all kinds of their tests and they said that there's nothing identifi- identifiably altered in this image. And this is in the, like, the early 90s when they did these tests. So they say that the, the image is 100% genuine and totally inexplicable. Um, yeah, so there's, there's another, there's another really good image of something that actually was from 2006, um, which I will find for you guys later. So a little, little background on this, how this place came to be. This place was originally first founded in the mid 1820s. It was part of Bremen Township and pretty much when the Americans started to move westward into like the Illinois territory, they, they founded this little township and they were dividing up all types of plots of land. So whoever came over there to settle the land, they were just passing out plots of land. So this one was really highly desirable because there was a forest on the property included in the land. And, and back then, you know, that's building material. That's big money, super valuable. They handed it out and it was originally called Batch Elders Grove. And they were just calling all these properties groves. It became known as Bachelors Grove possibly because there was four men, single men that owned uh, at the same time owned this property. So they thought that they might have named it Bachelors Grove or renamed it after their lifestyle because, you know, four single men in the mid-1800s is a bunch of bachelors. It's common. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, uh, so the, the most famous part of it, which we're getting into, is the actual cemetery on the property. The original, the first person to be listed on a deed for this property was Corinthia uh, Everdon. So it was called Everdon Cemetery. And when she died in the 
like mid 1800s, she was buried on the property. So from then on, this was kind of for the Bremen Township area was the cemetery that they were using. There's, there's about 82 plots on the cemetery and there's 200 grave sites. So not, not super big, pretty small cemetery, you know, in scale of the stuff that we see today. But there's just, I guess, since I would say the early 1900s, there's been documents of just crazy stuff happening at this place. And so I'd like to tell you about some of the craziness that people have experienced here. So the, the first thing, which is, which is wild, this is thought to be a, a dumping ground for some of the crime families up in, in Chicago. So some of the people like Al Capone and his posse and some of the other famous you know, mob families that were operating in the Chicago area during the Prohibition, if they had people that they were killing or murdering, they were thought to be dumping the bodies down here in Southwest Chicago. They were, there's a pond right next to the cemetery. Okay. And so they would go and they would just ditch bodies there. And now this wasn't proven that this is exactly where they come from, but there were some bodies that were found in the pond next to the cemetery. And this was around like 1940s that this was happening. So this kind of leads into the first experience that people were having since uh, I think the earliest known report of this was 1951. Someone was just going to visit family at the gravesite and they saw a man in like a suit, like a coat coming out, walking out of the water like a full figure man just walking out of the water. And it's strange, but the thing that they noticed when the guy was walking out of the water is he wasn't fully like physical, right? It wasn't like human. He was like slightly see-through. It was like the, the spectral seeming. So kind of like kind of like the picture of that lady. Yeah, exactly. It's like that, but like there's areas where you're just like, "Oh, that they're kind of almost like transparent, translucent looking, right?" Mm-hmm. It's like sun kind of shining through them. Mm-hmm. So they were like, okay, that's kind of weird. And uh, then a little bit afterwards that, this in the, in the early 60s, people started reporting that an old school car was seen just driving around the area, not just where the cemetery is, but like the nearby roads where they'd saw like a whole vehicle just driving. And people have talked about accidentally, you know, like following it, trying to see what it is and actually crashing into the car. But there was no accident. Like they just drove through it. Or like the car randomly just makes a turn and then it's gone, right? And this, this part of the town where people are seeing this stuff happen, there's no forest, there's no nothing there. It's just wide open road, just like, you know, typical Southern Illinois looking farmland area. And now you have this old car that looks like it's straight out of the like 1930s driving around and just disappearing. Not a lot of theories on it. You know, people really are just pretty much like, I, I know that I've seen this. If you actually go on Google or YouTube and you Google Bachelor's Grove mob car or ghost car, there's reported there's been videos that have actually been taken of this car driving around. And it's, there's some, there's some documents out there of this stuff <laughs> happening. Yeah. So, so check, the, check that out. You know, I, I don't really have an answer for that. You know, especially when you see something like that on video, you're like, whoa, hold on a second. You take a step back, you know, the hair on the back of your neck stands up a little bit. I'm usually the person that would take the side of, yeah, that's definitely haunted. But for me, as a person that did grow up in Chicago as well, there's a lot of car collectors in Chicago. So that, m- that part, like, I don't know the whole crashing part, like crashing into it and then not seeing it, but like the part where there's a car going around, it's not impossible. A lot of car fanatics, especially for older models, because we're close to Michigan and Michigan's like the estate of like co- car collecting. I feel like um, that's the part that I would, I would like, you know, I, I think. Hey, and I totally someone agree with could, you. And for me, like, I, I just think it's cool because I've also thought that you know like yeah. mafia crime organized crime has always been something really interesting to to, to see you know yeah. it's, it's interesting to learn about how it operates mm-hmm. but i'm also for this too like you know who knows maybe there was some guy on there who was uh maybe he was a gravekeeper at the time because in the yeah. fi- in the 50s this was still an active cemetery yeah granted um, there were still bodies being buried there there were still many visitations going on and it wasn't really it was still you know at least semi kept up at that point mm-hmm. so who knows maybe there was someone who was responsible for you know 
cleaning up something in the, the pond area. I don't know. Like, right. Who knows what caretakers do for properties like that? I mean, I sure as heck don't want to be a caretaker for yeah. a graveyard when I grow up, but you know, um, it's my dream. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, Hey, for anybody that's out there doing it, like respect to you. I yeah. just don't think I would have the stones to do that. Yeah. So I, I'm just saying like, you know, there, for that one, I, I personally was not sold on, on that experience either. Yeah. So going into the debunking, I think there's a lot of things that could have happened for that. The only thing that really kind of caught my attention was the whole, the, the story of, the it's, a, it's a family uh, oh. that was driving along in their car and they crashed into this. Yeah, this that's the part that you, you can't and, really explain. Right. And and my thing here, again, it's it's early on. There's not like video evidence of anybody crashing into it or anything like that. I mm-hmm. mean, who knows? Maybe maybe they heard the folktale and, you know, like this is kind of goes back to the last thing when you're talking about The Conjuring, right? There's just so much that has happened and, and so much public hype surrounding yeah. the, the, the house, right? So when you go there, you might not experience anything, but let's just say, you know, I don't know, some like a door kind of closes because of a draft in the house, right? Yeah. You're like, oh my God, right? Just because you kn- it's a known to be considered haunted place. Yeah. Maybe your mind plays some tricks on you. So so that one I wasn't either really super sold on either. But so I'm, I'm kind of on, on your side with this one, Zell. But I just figured I would talk about it because it's 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 cool, right? It's a little interesting. Yeah. Um. So the second experience here, which is the not it, it's the most probably well known for what this place is in terms of public recognition of the place which is the picture i showed you at the start she's known as the madonna of bachelor's grove there's a few there's a there's two actual like images of her captured one of them is like a full figured like lady and it looks very like a very like a, just a normal lady the other one is more uh, spectral looking and and that one was in 2006 taken so, you know, for there, maybe there could be some digital altering. I don't know into that specific picture. She was a mother of a newborn infant that had died in the mid-1800s, late 1800s, I should say, post-Corinthia Everdon. And actually, one of the attractions of going to see this gravesite, besides being, you know, maybe a fan of hauntings or interested in ghost hunting, is some of the more ornate tombstones back then. They were, there's some pretty, it's a very, you know, pretty area, right? You know, it's, it's very, you know, kind of secluded. There's, you know, the pond next to it, which is kind of cool. But it's 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 a good place if you're a photographer to go and you know take a look at, right? People really like the main not gravestone. Me not going so. there. <laughs> <laughs> no thanks. Not, not taking pictures there. <laughs> the, the the featured gravestone that people really go for, you know, getting pictures. It's kind of you know, when the sun hits it right, you have the pond in the background. You just have this very big ornate gravestone. Mm-hmm. There's only two words on that gravestone, and it says "infant daughter." So people tend to believe the theory behind this one is that the, the lady, the spectral lady that we're seeing, the Madonna of Bachelor's Grove is actually the mother of the child buried underneath the the super ornate tombstone. That actually she's the, that's her infant daughter, and that there's no, you know, we don't have the records or proof of that. No one's. I don't think anybody's really deep dived into that. But that's that's, that's the big. thought because there's no there's no name on that tombstone. It just says infant daughter. There's no dates on the the big one. That's all it says. Mm. So people think that she is the mother of that child, and that's why she's always seen around by that tombstone. Whenever people see her. It's, she's either sitting on that tombstone, she's standing near that one, resting, hiding behind it. And people say that when there is a full moon, you can actually see her wandering around the rest of the cemetery, holding a baby wrapped in, like wrapped a baby in her arms. So that's, that's the story behind her there. So this is the actual one that I would say, even me being a skeptic, the, the photo that you guys should definitely check out and we will be posting on our Instagram page, not so normal society, check us out. Um, (laughs) Shameless plug. That's, um, it's, it's. It's just so realistic looking, and it's it's like I said, it was taken in 1991. It's an infrared image on a film camera, and there there's been it's been documented that many many film companies have have checked it out, and they cannot find any things that have altered this image. Right, 
So it's just, and it's so real looking. It's almost unbelievable for me being the skeptic. It's just like, when I saw this picture, I was just like, I didn't think anything of it until I, you know, did a little research on it. Saw the description underneath it saying that this is actually not a living human being because it looks so real. So, what do you think? I mean, I've never heard of this mm-hmm. like story or anything about this stuff. So I'm like, to me, I'm just taking it in as if first a skeptic, but then now that you start, you're starting to like give these like factual things that people have seen. It's like kind of swaying me to say that there's a possibility that you know that place that, la- that lady's actually yeah, yeah that that lady seems more legit for me well seeing the picture like that picture yeah. is Looking insane i gotta find the other picture as a too. photographer like that looks like a real person yeah. but like if you say that's not a real person or like you know like she's kind of see th- like her legs are kind of see-through but I don't know. It's, it's an old camera, so like it seems legit. Like real. I don't know. Yeah, who Usually, knows? when you see photos, you're just kind of like, yeah, that's fake. But this one, it's seems real. Yeah. But we will post it on our Instagram. Totally. Uh-huh. There's there's two pictures. The second one is um one that was taken in um 2006, I believe. And actually, that one is connected to um. um there's actually th- that photo was taken due to a medium actually going to investigate the the grounds. And in 2006, um, a medium Amanda. went. And, uh, Amanda. Amanda. Shout out Amanda. Yeah. You can see where we're, Amanda, we're Amanda stands over here. Uh, <laughs> um, and and actually, the, the story behind the medium, which is, it's kind of cool, but for me, I this is something I can tell you just before I even tell you the story. I'm going to tell you, I don't buy it. Oh. Um, so Whoa. this guy came to, to investigate it as a medium and, you know, his photographer, whoever was documenting his, his experience there. And uh, they, they captured a picture near the gravesite, and it's of the Madonna, the, the lady, but she's much less clear than the other picture. It's, it's just this was taken with a normal film camera, and they said during the time they were just taking a picture of the, the tombstone just because, right? It was supposed to document whatever they were making, right? But they didn't see anything, nothing out of the ordinary. And later, when they went to go develop the photo, whatever they did, whenever they took it back and ran it through either. I don't, I think that this is also taken on a film camera, which is weird because it's 2006. Like, come on, get with the times people. <laughs> but, yeah. um, but they said that after, afterwards, like at the time they didn't see anything, but when they looked back at the photo, there's like a very clear, it's like a hazy outline and you can see the lady's face very clearly. It's just kind of like very hazy around, like right behind the tombstone, uh-huh. but you can clearly make out the face of the exact, the exact same face of the lady that we saw in that picture. Interesting. So, so for that one, I the picture for me, that's something that that's okay. It's the medium story that I don't buy. What's the medium? So story? the story with the medium is that he said that he was very aware that there was many spirits inhabiting the area, right? Which cool, that's fine. I, I'm fine with that. And he said that he went into some trance-like state. Said that he made a, a direct connection with one of the spirits, which told him to walk out into the pond. And he wandered out into the water in his full clothes. Uh, probably, I think he went like six feet out into the water. And they said like stop. Reach down and you will find silver dollar, like a silver Liberty dollar is going to be underneath like the, the layer of dirt on the top of the lake. And he reached down in the exact spot that the spirit told him to stop and he pulled a silver dollar out of the pond. So he basically was said like some spirit told him walk in. He's like, I'll, you know, we're, this is the proof that we exist here or wow. something like this. this is our ground. So you think that out. he planted that? I, I think that it's possible. I think there's, I mean, also because it's a pond, you know, it's not, it's, it's more still water than it is yeah. really flowing. So even at the bottom of a lake, I mean, there are there are fish there, so maybe something could have moved it. But like, you know, most likely that if you dug it down underneath some of that sediment at the bottom of the lake, if any of you guys are familiar with what lake dirt is like, mm-hmm. it's 
it's probably not going to move if it's actually down there, right? You dig down like, you know, six, seven inches into that and just kind of shove it in there. That's not moving. So I, I don't buy that. I believe that that definitely could have been fabricated. That could have been planted there. There's, there's a hundred things there. I don't really buy his whole, I connected and they made me find this silver dollar, right? Sounds kind of phony to me. Mm. Uh, I mean, like if he was just like saying, Hey, like, you know, I'm one of the guys that the mafia killed over here. If you reach down, you'll pull my skull out of the lake. You know, like that, maybe that's a little different for me. Right. But, but I don't know, a silver dollar, that's such a common object. Like, you know, I just not, not, a, not buying it. Yeah. Well, going back to the photo thing, I feel like I've had an experience where like you take a camera phone and you it only happened once where you, we took a photo at like a family house back in the Philippines and then something showed up like after, and then you're just kind of looking at it and you're like, wait, you know, so like for me, I feel like that part where like after it was developed, like it, you can't see it at first and then after it fully develops, then you finally kind of make out like a shadow figure or some sort of outline. Like it's believable yeah. for me. Totally. I mean, yeah, I got to show you guys this picture to see what you think exactly. But again, it's it's a very clear face and it's kind of like a white haziness by the tombstone. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, like I, I that one wasn't like it's a verified good image, but you know, it's also oh, that they didn't send it over to like, that one. I, like- I that one I did not see that it was tested to be proven to be an unaltered image in mm-hmm. any way. But I, I mean, the face was identical. To the, to the other ladies. I know that doesn't, especially in 2006 with technology starting to improve, I know that doesn't yeah. prove anything, yeah. but I do have to say me being definitely more on the skeptical science can explain this type of side. Um, this is the first thing that really made me, this this lady is the, probably the first thing that really made me like, whoa, the possibility of this realm being much closer than anybody could ex, you know, imagine yeah. is, is real. You know? yeah. So yeah. what do you think, um, like the people around the area, what do they think of it? Like is, do they believe that it's... Oh, yeah. If, if you if you go into Midlothian, Illinois, you know, it's a small town. If you go down there... <laughs> if, you, if you go in there and you ask anybody about Bachelors Grove Cemetery, they are all convinced that it's the most haunted place in the United States. Right. So, yeah, I mean, that's that's kind of like the, the second crazy experience. And again, there's been hundreds of sightings. I mean, people have even said that they've seen, you know, like spectral dogs wandering around the yeah, area, like, like random people. But the, the the cool one, which is much more of the, the, this is more of like the folk tale that surrounds it. And and the, the actual story is not as grand as what it's turned into for the area. There is a farmhouse that people see like off in the distance. It's, it's a two-floor old school Victorian style farmhouse right right out of, just out of the uh, way, a little ways away from where the cemetery is, right? So you're walking through this forest down this, spooky overgrown path with yeah. thorn bushes and trees and yada yada etc cetera, etc cetera. if you go straight right and just follow the path you're going to get to the cemetery but if you kind of look off into the distance you can see this this white farmhouse and it's very very clearly there right it looks nobody talks about it being like spectral looking or spooky it's just an old like abandoned type farmhouse so people have tried to walk towards that farmhouse and as they get closer it, it looks like it's shrinking and getting out of view and just running away from you. So the closer that you get to the farmhouse, it, it's like it's it's fading away from you. What? And this, the story behind that is that no one among the living is able to enter this farmhouse. And the, the folktale is if you ever are able to, you will never be able to leave this house. Oh, shit. So, oh, yes. Yeah, Beep that up. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so that's the the what it's kind of turned into. It's like you know nobody nobody has ever been able to get to it. Nobody's ever been able to visit. But if you if you can get to that door to open it, you are not leaving that house. And uh, part of the connection to this story is that you know uh, since nineteen sixty or sorry nineteen forty or so, um, there has been nothing, no houses, no structures within you know probably three miles of where the cemetery is. 
But back in the day, there was tons and tons of these old farmhouses. So one of the theories behind this is that actually um, the lady, the Madonna of Bachelors Grove, that lady in the picture, actually lived in that farmhouse when one used to exist there. Because there, there's records of one being kind of where people see it initially pop up. Wow. So it's thought that, you know, she lives there and, you know, she, every day she, you know, returns to this house and comes back out of the house in the beginning to, to come back and visit her daughter's grave. And it's almost kind of like when you guys were talking about your time continuum loop where, where spirits kind of get stuck in that, they just keep repeating mm-hmm. the same thing over and over and they're unaware of everything around them, right? Yeah. You guys kind of mentioned that in the the Conjuring mm-hmm. episode. That's kind of the thought on her, right? She's stuck in this loop where she, she, whatever, she wakes up to start her day, she leaves her farmhouse goes to visit her daughter's grave and then returns and to the farmhouse at the end of the day. And that's, that's her loop. Wow. And there's that been, life. I would, I think there's been uh, over, you know, since 2002, there's been over 60 documented sightings of this farmhouse. So it's like, this is experience that multiple people have when they, they go here back before, before that, I don't know how much, you know, documentation from like the early, you know, the early seventies really before you get, you know, cause I'm sure this is something where it's just like, you know, uh, some some family might go see this, and then they tell their neighbors, and then they tell their church group, and you know yeah. all this stuff, and that's how these folk tales spread. And right, and it's like a game of telephone where this stuff gets grander and grander. And there's been you know some crazy stuff said about this place, but in reality, that's the actual story, basically yeah. about the farmhouse and kind of how that works. So that's that's kind of the theory that backs up the farmhouse. And I thought that one was was wild. It's pretty cool, fascinating. Yeah, definitely. The um, fact that you said that if you get there, you're not coming back. I feel like that's the part that's like scary for me. Scary. Yeah. <laughs> to think about but would you visit it <laughs> yeah I, we'll never I, see again. I, I think i would definitely you know at least well, i don't know about the farmhouse i'm trying to stay in this world <laughs> yeah. i like oh, earth yeah, but yeah. but you know i i mean i would definitely uh you know take a trip out you know i mean it's a short drive from where from where i live in chicago i'd take a trip out to to, I've, to, to visit this actually when, when i was interested in all this stuff i was visiting the, some of the there's a few place few like i feel like in chicago a lot of the graves grave places or cemeteries are their stories like i is this the same i don't think it's the same one but there's one that they said like you keep picking up this girl she's at i don't know some sort of the chicago theater or something like that where she asks for a ride you drive her or your taxi person you drive her to the cemetery i think i've heard of this yeah and then she tells you to stop and she'll get out and walk, open the gate, and go to the cemetery. I don't know. Or she gets out going. She goes, like, you're driving, so she opens your door to go out through your door out. And you're just kind of like, what the hell is going on? And then she's gone. I don't know which cemetery that is, but I remember. I've, I've definitely heard that. this story. Um, I definitely don't know the details. Yeah. I would probably love to look into it. Yeah, but it's, it's, totally... it's a thing in Chicago. So there's another oh. one where they said, for us, where I visited this place, I forgot which cemetery it is. It is in Mount Prospect, which is north side of Illinois. We saw an orb, but like other than that, nothing. But we does not include me or yeah, <laughs> yeah. We as in like a couple of my friends, we just drove and turned off the lights of the car just to see, and it was a smaller thing. So I feel like with going back to this topic, it's a thing in Illinois where the. The graves are a staple. Uh, like, they have a story. Which Why is, is that? I have no idea. You know, I, I think I would go and go as far as saying it's not just Illinois. I think that, you know, if you go Anywhere, to cemeteries, I right? Guess, I think yeah. cemeteries are a place where a lot of happenings. And this is one of those things where but you there's can say, a story. I feel like there's a story for each one. Like, I don't know. I feel like I... Do you guys know any stories? Do you have... You're, he's, he's, 
Kmart, Kuya Kmart is from um, the Bay Area and LA. LA. Yeah, sorry. The LA, LA sorry. Yeah. Sorry, <laughs> Don't disrespect him like that. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. I think of Niners and I think yeah, the Bay Area right away. He's from LA. And uh, do you ha- guys have a specific. Uh, like the cemetery places. Yeah. There? Is there like um, stories on them or is it more just generalized that don't go there? <laughs> Um, it's mostly not specifically like the cemetery places, but like places around LA. Yeah. See, that's my thing. I feel like there are some places like I'm sure Boston has Ball State, I think. Ball State Cemetery, but like Salem, Massachusetts, which which trials? Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know. For us, it just seemed like true. I mean, I I feel like every every cemetery by us, there's some kind of crazy story associated with it. It, it, By us, I mean, you know, near us in Chicago or in Illinois in general. Yeah, I guess there's there's one other thing to kind of go into um, about about this, which is kind of what stirred up so many people having these experiences. Because I guess back in the day, right? You talk about back in like you know the days of the '40s with you know Al Capone and his gang, you know the the tail end of prohibition stuff like that. It, It became an inactive cemetery in the '80s. So. At 19, somewhere between 1970 and 1980, the last body was actually buried in the cemetery. During the end of the 60s and going into the 70s, it was a very seldomly visited, like I said, you know, 200 grave sites, 82 plots, very small in terms of what a cemetery, an operating cemetery actually has. In general, most people stopped kind of using the cemetery, not as many visitors to come see family or ancestors or anything like that. So a lot of local teenagers started actually turning up and they'd use it as kind of like a party site, right? So they would go there, they'd nice. have their drinking parties and whatever to just kind of be out of everybody's everybody's way. They could do whatever they wanted, not, no fear of police, no fear of stuff like that, right? People kind of realized how secluded it was. So now, now you have, you know, teenagers partying and vandalizing the cemetery. You have people showing up and having picnics in the daytime. People were using the pond to fish. Just it became like a kind of like a little community area where people would just go to this graveyard which sounds weird but that's so, i don't know people in the 70s were that's also very weird. super messed up i mean hey the, the <laughs> 70s were a weird time yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah. but yeah like Fine that's, that's <laughs> but yeah like that's uh that's kind of what it turned into but then people realized how you know secluded it really was so at night you'd have people going there just to you know break stuff and you know you know vandalize grave sites and grave robbing actually was a big thing people were were actually digging up oh my God, graves and yeah trying to st- see if anything valuable was buried with people and steal from them and it actually got to the point where there was some satanic cults that showed up and used the area for their rituals. And they, they were sacrificing animals in the graveyard yeah. for part of their rituals. Then, you know, p- police were called. And there's actually, you know, if you look back, there's actually police records of them showing up and finding, like, mutilated animal bodies and remains of animals in this cemetery. And there's evidence of, you know, like, pentagrams and things that were evidence of, like, a satanic cult using this. And it, it's actually right around that time in the mid-70s that the, the experiences where it was, like, people were having sightings of stuff going on there. But in the mid-70s, the amount of actual sightings and experiences that people would basically, at that time, somewhere between the 70s and like 19, the mid-1980s, anybody that visited this graveyard had some story to tell about it when they were coming out of it. So you see, after all these people start kind of desecrating the ground by partying yeah. on a graveyard, right? Or you have these satan- Satanists and stuff like that, right? All this stuff going on, the sightings just went through the roof. And that's where all these documented you know, encounters started really happening for people. And, uh, you know, today, I don't know what the rate is exactly today. I know like post 2010, it's probably died down a little bit, you know, but, you know, like really that time period between like 19, mid 1970s to like the early 90s, crazy amount of experience. So wait, was the photo, was that? 
after the whole party scene happened? Yeah. So the the photo uh, the photo that you guys are seeing of of her was taken in 1991, and I guess apparently at that time there were still spectral sightings were running rampant still at that time. Pretty much again, everybody that showed up to the to the graveyard at that time had a story to tell when they left, whether it be chasing a farmhouse, seeing mm-hmm. the the Madonna. Watching mobsters climb out of the lake or drive their their phantom car around, whatever it may be, there was something going on. So you think the seance and all those those things kind of affected activity of the whole area? I definitely yeah. think having a lot of people, you know, using it for partying, you know, using it for for fishing and picnics, for you know, having satanic rituals and stuff like that. Yeah. I definitely think that if there is something truly there, or multiple things, as you know, they've been said that there's there's tons of spirits that still live there. I definitely think that that stirred up some activity. And actually, there's there's one more thing connected to it that I think is what kind of pushed, you know, the awareness of spirits to kind of be present there um, over the top is right after, the, in the, like, late 70s, right after the peak of all this vandalism and all these rituals, things going on, um, many people who that had family or older ancestors buried there saw, like, you know, there's this bad reputation that, you know, all this bad stuff happens at this place. So a lot of people actually went and had their their ancestors' corpses exhumed from the cemetery. So they basically dug up a lot of graves to move them and rebury them in in safer quote unquote safer cemeteries, right? So they wanted some stuff that was either you know closer to where they lived, or maybe they uh, just wanted it in a place that was was quiet, more peaceful, right? But that's that's where it was. Uh, out of the two hundred grave sites, you know, only eighty. I think there's only what eighty or no, actually, as of as of twenty fourteen, there is only twenty three corpses that are still buried in this in the cemetery. So you had 200 people that were buried there at one point at their the peak, and now there's only 23 people left there. Wow. So yeah, so that is that's the crazy thing, and I think that the of those 23 people that you know maybe they have no family connection, maybe that whatever it is, they were never moved, right? Those are the, I think those are the people that were really awakened and really active because people have you know like I said multiple stories of seeing multiple things. It's not just the lady. There's there's lots of different sightings, right? Yeah. And then also don't forget about if the mafia was actually dumping bodies in a pond. Get a lot of yeah, unmarked graves too, right? Yeah. So, so there's there's a lot of possibilities for for yeah, what these things. They were kind of just left behind. That's probably the feeling where it's just like nobody cares about us, and yeah. they woke up and kind of know got where met. they are. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. Um, I feel like in the sense like it's like the Conjuring House when we spoke about like Ed and uh, Lorraine. Lorraine opening up doors, where kind of like I feel like the Satanists open up doors and. When you mess with that stuff, like you have to know how to open and close doors. And I feel like it's easier to open doors than to close them. And I feel like if you are really a Satanist and you're trying to just open doors without the intent of closing it, you're screwed. Especially if there's like, like you know, we'll call these people civilians or, you know, the, the people that are dead in that place they were civilians that didn't want anything to do with it and then what do you you it's like letting random strangers go into your house and you're just kind of like what the hell totally and then you get mad yeah you're inviting them to come in and you some of there. them you don't expect totally yeah. i mean uh you know luckily there hasn't been any talk of super malicious spirits or anything like that in the in in, in this area i guess the the one other thing that kind of going along with that so in in the Conjuring episode, when we kind of talked to the end, what we what we thought about it, and I and I said, you know, I I don't buy it. I, I kind of actually feel the opposite because one of my big reasons outside of the science realm was was the money, right? You know, I, I think the Conjuring House is a gold mine. Look at the oh, box yeah. office numbers of the 2013 movie and all the movies yeah. subsequent. There, right? it's a gold mine. And then you have all these people saying, oh, it's based on a true story. It really happened. We can actually book a night there. How much is it to book a night at the Conjuring House? Like, like a grand. 
like 175 bucks. Oh, 170 it's bucks like a night? To investigate or something. Oh, okay. 170. Well, how, that's how much not is, bad. How much yeah. to stay a night? Super... Do we know how much to stay a night? Oh, I don't know about staying a night, but I But mean, just like to go in there and spend the day there, investigating. Spend the night. Investigating. Yeah. 175 okay that's actually not bad but still you you probably that place is probably booked a person though because you think about it per person probably. yeah okay yeah there you go so if you got five people that's that's a nice little chunk of change right there right so so i mean like you know just thinking about that way i just think that the amount that owners of the property because it's not a publicly owned place right it's it's a privately owned uh property yeah by the these uh paranormal investigators yeah yeah yeah, yeah. So exactly just purchases like 2019 they purchased it oh there okay cool so yeah so, so that's that's good that's a good stat i didn't know that actually yeah but um yeah so like uh, right there like that's and they probably have a just a, they don't have to do any renovations obviously you don't want to touch the house right you leave it yep. exactly as is yeah so knowing that you have this place that requires minimum upkeep you know it's just people are going to pay you to come see it like that place is a gold mine for so yeah. many reasons so yeah. that's kind of why i'm just like i just i it makes it harder for me to believe it yeah, but this place, this is a, this is a publicly owned property. Like it's a, you know, it's not a private cemetery any longer. It's 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 owned by the city, I think now. Um, it's it's not something that they don't charge you to go see it. If you want to go see it, you just park on the road and walk there. Yeah, it's yeah, free. Sure. You can spend as much time as you want there doing whatever, right? So there's no profit involved, and you know, between the photo, which has been verified to be unaltered, and things of that nature, I just seem like you know, I don't believe every experience that I hear because some of it just sounds like you know, it's just it's fake to me. Like like the, the medium, I don't buy that one. Yeah, but yeah. but there's some of these experiences where for me, I actually think that I kind of sway the other way this time, and and I believe that this place is haunted, Whoa. or there is something. Thing, something yeah. that of, not of this world is present in in this cemetery and that is my honest to goodness thought on that i'm paula abdul so i'm gonna say that's a yes for me that's a yes for me it's a place where people are you know people got buried there and and you know that people were disrespecting the place and mm-hmm. and you know like if somebody were to come into my house and you know take a crap on my carpet, I will be mad and I will freaking, you know. That's why hardwood floors are better. (laughs) Yeah, I would be so pissed. So then I would react. So I feel like the reactions or the experiences or the time continuum loop for the, the mother to visit over and over again, like that's legit i mean the photo seemed very legit for me i just got to do more research on the photo we'll also post that again on our instagram not so normal society i mean based on the stories based on the evidence you know i would go with yes it's a haunted area or place okay wow yeah (laughs) i'm swaying more on the it is a haunted place yeah, there's just a lot of the, the stories that kind of correlate with everyone else's experience. So you're like, do they need to experience all of this all at the same time? So you can say like, yeah, it's really real. Or can you believe that people are saying the like, truth? Yeah, like mm-hmm. this happened, that happened, that happened. How many times does that to happen for you to be like, oh, no, it's it's not it's, real or yeah. it's real. Yeah. Totally. And, so. and, and on that same like thought process for me, like sometimes like that whole mob mentality for me, I don't buy into it. Right. It's just like, if, uh, if, you know, for example, you drink in the Kool-Aid in that, in that cult, right. Mm-hmm. What happened to those people? Well, the majority of them, everybody wanted to do something here and they all ended up dead for it. Right. So I, I'm saying sometimes mob mentality is not good, but when you just kind of, you know, have a conversation with somebody and they, they just tell you like they had this experience, right. And then you talk to somebody else and they tell you that they had this experience and it's the details just match up and they line yeah. up and it's just the same experience. And it's not, they're, they're not trying to sell you anything. They're not trying to push you to believe something. 
It's just that they had this experience and it's almost identical to this one and this one and this one. And then 60 different people have the exact same experience in this place. And they're all from, you know, they're not, they don't know each other. Right. right. Like to me, it's like, it's exactly like what you said, you know, okay, Mark, like I, I totally, totally like vibe with that thought process that right. you're having. So I'd say, yeah, haunted. All right. So, I mean, first one that we all agree on, I, I guess that that would be it for to this one, this episode. Um, Again, we will be linking all of the photos that we just talked about in this podcast into our Instagram, Not So Normal Society. Yeah, follow us there. And uh, we will see you next time. I am Zell. My name is Kmark. And I'm Alex. And this is Not Not So Normal Normal Society. Society.